Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty. I'm here with my co-host, Daniel Quinn, and that's it today. Unfortunately, Chris is still out with uh, some illness, so he won't be able to make it with us today, but we wanted to make sure that we uh, finished up our episode in the land of a thousand frauds because it's important that we knock that out for you guys as soon as possible. So on today's episode, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. We had a listener prompt from Dylan who sent us in an interesting prompt that we knocked out last, well, last episode of the series anyway. And we're going to finish that up on today's episode. And what that means is that last episode we had an, a twist, which was the stakes get even higher in our land of social media gods and goddesses. So... I guess we're just going to go from there. Yeah. So <laughs> I forgot that this was called lands of a thousand frauds and it makes me happy that title. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I, I mean, as soon as we got the prompt, I already knew what the title of the name was or, or the <laughs> series was. So it was one of those. All right, Daniel. So glad to have you here. So sad that Chris can't make it, but he I did know. send in some notes that we can, you know, cause he still wanted to contribute. He still said had some interesting ideas that he wanted to throw in there. And we're going to be reading those. Unfortunately, we're going to be missing his wit and charm and uh, his buttery voice. He does. Yeah, he, he does have buttery voice occasionally. I'm not going to complain <laughs> about that. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. OK, so, yeah, let's get on with the episode. And I wanted to start us off um, because I was thinking about the land of a thousand frauds where meme lords rise and where we have social media influencers as gods, essentially, right? And the way I was trying to think, how can you really raise the stakes on gods? How can you raise the stakes on playing around with people's souls? And I thought back to one of the semi-antagonists semi that we kind of created last episode, and that was going to be the Illuminati. And I was like, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of conspiratorial thought and I'm a big fan of conspiracies as like a cultural aspect. Like I'm really fascinated in examining them from a cultural side and like a historical folklore side. I don't believe in conspiracies except for the ones that are real. Um, but what I wanted to do is take the, the conspiratorial thought of the Illuminati terraforming earth in order to make it more habitable for lizard people and turn that into a flat out alien invasion because how else am i going to make gods and goddesses ascend except to defend themselves from aliens and that's basically what i wanted to go with plus there's this kind of idea there's this kind of theme that we've kind of been messing around with where this is an age of leisure of decadence to a certain extent with these got these social media influencer gods. And that's the direction that I really wanted to take it in. So Daniel, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, I think in terms of raising the stakes, that would probably be a logical conclusion and logical next step is aliens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just actually, I just had a thought now that you, you, cause you said um, terraforming, right? And I wonder, okay, what if it's, um, instead of terraforming the world, what if it's terraforming the mind? Like the aliens oh. are prepping our minds for colonization. They don't need our planet. They need our minds. Okay, that, 
sounds incredibly cool and we should definitely talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> okay. So it's the Illuminati who are kind of control in, in what sense do we need to be mind formed here? Like in what sense does that need to be the case? I mean, I'm thinking back to the X-Files, which is like my favorite sci-fi series of all time, which is it's, for me, it's a great romance. One of the enduring romances of the modern um, cinema. But uh, what I'm thinking of, of the X-Files is when um, the Smoky Man made an alliance with the aliens and and they were really trying to save the Earth or put off the invasion. Um, but it, and it, they had to do a lot of dark things in order to accomplish that. So I wonder if like the the Illuminati have made an alliance with these aliens and they're assisting with the colonization of people's minds. So I'm not really answering your question yet, but I, I wonder if like they they were doing that with the intention of possibly subverting the aliens in the end. But it's gone too far. They're here and it's too much trouble now, kind of like what happened in X-Files. But it, as far as like colonization of the mind goes, I feel like either maybe, I don't know, maybe their physiology requires them to, I mean, it could go one of two directions. Either they need their minds to inhabit their bodies, which is the more literal direction, mm-hmm. or maybe like in order to create an ideal society for themselves, they have to have totally subservient slaves. So in a sense that like, not only are they capitulating to their will, but they're like totally incorporated into the alien culture and they, they use, they can use the whole meme culture to start that shift. So it's a subtle manipulation of the people who are looked upon on this world as gods, correct? Yeah, yeah. And and maybe we can even kind of push that into what's trending is because of the Illuminati's push. And maybe even those who ascend is because of this subtle like, hey, you do this for us. We'll make sure that you get famous. And with, you know, without that person really knowing what they're actually doing, you know, oh, it's the kind of is for, oh man. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's like, that ties in perfectly with what we were kind of talking about the last time where there is a system in place where there's the power and then there's the power behind the power. And that's the Illuminati that we're talking about here. And the aliens have been plotting this forever. Like, cause remember there was the old, the old group before the modern kind of um, controllers of the system like religions, right? So that means that these religions too, the the quote-unquote Illuminati of that time were preparing for the invasion even then. It could even, we could even go so far as to, so in the, in the last episode, I had talked about something that had, uh, there was an event, I think we were still pretty vague on it, that took the faith out of the people of the old gods. You know, yeah. there was this original system that was in place and then something happened. We can now just make it so the Illuminati is 100% behind that. The alien mm-hmm. invasion are the ones who essentially exposed, you know, the the previous religious uh, system as false or incomplete. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I also was talking about um, some 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 members who used to be meme lords who unplug themselves and are now against the system. And they're like from all stripes of the political spectrum and they're kind of like forced to work together. So I think the, the joke was like, mm-hmm. you'd have like a Trump insurrectionist alongside like a um, a liberal TV host and they've got to work together to um, undermine this larger conspiracy. So I'm wondering now like, okay, they probably learn about the truth, like the secrets of the alien stuff. And obviously no one's going to believe them because it's so outlandish. 
And so now you have these guys being sort of the heroes, unlikely heroes together working on this. I just realized this is kind of like XCOM. This is like yes, a weird, is. this is like a weird <laughs> XCOM derivative that we're going off of. A goofy, yeah. a more goofy XCOM. <laughs> I see. I, in my mind, I don't see it necessarily as that goofy, but um, I, this totally works. I think it depends on if, can... if it's season ten X Files or if it's like season nine and earlier. <laughs> no, <laughs> X, goofy no X XCOM, Daniel, not X Files. Oh no, I, I agree. But I'm just saying, like oh, season oh, ten oh. X Files was horrifyingly bad and goofy, but nine and earlier were dramatic and cool. So it's like which well, flavor? Okay. I'm going to push back on you because there were definitely some fun, goofy episodes oh, from yeah. one to nine. I'm just of course, that Monster of the Week and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Not even just the Monster of the Week, but there were just some like real dumb, goofy ones. Also, uh, I can't remember if it was the offshoot, the the Lone Gunman. Oh, uh, I love that show. It was so bad. What was the okay? What was the episode where? They go into the virtual reality machine and they're all dressed in leather and they have guns. Do you <laughs> remember were, that? I, rem- I vaguely remember that show and I only watched it, it was, because it was part of the franchise. It, it, was, it was fucking great. terrible. I loved it. It was terrible and I loved it's great. it. great. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then meanwhile, you have like amazing episodes. Like that episode where um, Mulder and Scully are like possessed by ghosts in a murder-suicide <laughs> pack. Do you remember that episode? Because that was a good one too. I enjoyed it. Was that in... The regular series or yes. in the Love Yeah, Gun? that was the regular series. I mean, yeah. I've so I've seen the X Files probably through three or four times, but they're still a blur to me. You know? Gotcha. Uh, anyway, let's let's get back on topic here. So we've got an alien invasion. We've got like a weird punk rock XCOM thing going on with a, a ragtag group of exiled political. Well, well, anti-system folks, I suppose, yeah. is what we want to go with. So where do we want to go from here? Do we want to just dive right into factions? Is that where we want to go? One other thing I thought of when you mentioned the alien invasion, too, is the show V. Um, that that I think you, you mentioned before when we talked about the show V in general, that it's um, it, it springs from conspiracy theories unto itself. Yes. Uh, v is an excellent miniseries from the 70s or 80s, I believe. And then they remade it like in the 2000s or 2010. Yeah, I yeah. I remember, yeah. With, um, um, was it the girl from Serenity? Is she the alien? Or am I, I only that? watched the 70s version. I never watched the remake. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't even know what that one's like. I've only seen the miniseries. Uh, well, no, they're both miniseries. So. Oh, I mean, never seen the 70s one. <laughs> Oh man, let me tell you the uh, the the makeup is actually surprisingly good for a miniseries. Let me let me tell you that. Um, but but yeah. Anyway, uh, so I I love the idea of bringing V into it because I think it's absolutely a hundred percent where we're going. Actually, that could be. I mean, we could basically just do a remake of V in this case, right? Where mm-hmm. eventually the Illuminati decide to. Oh wait a minute. Okay, the Illuminati decide to, to to take one of these shape shifting lizard people and turn them into a god, and it's like the mm-hmm. first time that they do it. And what does that look like? And what happens when that happens? Because that I feel like that's an interesting twist that can that we can really take on this type of story. You mean they they take um they take one of the meme lords and turn them into their um shape shifters, or they take the shape shifter and put them down and turn them into a meme lord. There you go. That's oh, okay. the second one. Yeah. So to infiltrate the society. 
Yeah, not even because they control the society at large, right? They control right. the system. This is so the, the people of the planet will then start to worship one of the aliens as a god. Oh, and so oh. there's That's some kind brilliant. of, there's something different there where we've only seen these humans kind of ascend to godhood. This is the first time that a lizard person is going to be ascending to godhood. So there's going to be something that that's got to be some kind of a cataclysmic or a very important event that happens. Right. I've got, I've got an instance of that for you right out the gate um, in in the real world. So I just learned about, and this is because I'm 48 years old. I just learned about this, this, (laughs) I'm the VTuber, the ones that are on Twitch, the streamer types. There's one named... Um, Daniel, you actual... truly are 55 years old. <laughs> I forget her actual name, but so apparently her alias is Code Miko. And she's this person who wears a, um, a full body motion tracking suit. And she only appears in her, in her uh, streams as this totally animated 3D um, avatar. And she can, but she's this, whoever this developer is behind it, the woman who's in charge, who actually wears a suit and programs it, like she knows what she's doing because she's turned her whole apartment into a virtual space and she interviews people as this virtual character. And so you she know can, that those are, you know, that VTubers are remarkably popular, right? Yeah, but this one, she's wearing like a $30,000 suit. Like she's a legit uh, programmer and she calls herself a technician. So I wonder if, like, okay, this makes me think of your, your inserted, um, sort of lizard person like what if you have someone like that who is this popular meme lord who obviously serves a greater purpose right but they're not just the meme lord and they're not actually using a holographic suit they're actually a shape-shifting lizard person you know oh so that so they're using like look at this technology that i mm-hmm. have except that they can actually just shape-shift into yep. anime characters in real life yeah. okay yeah. that is that's actually really fucking interesting. And nobody, people in the chat, are like, no, she's a lizard person. Don't, don't follow her for stream. And they're like, well, you're insane. And they just silence those people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and that's and oh man, that's a perfect cover for it as well because yeah. it's like, look at these great, like, dude, it's just a tech suit. Like, I know on, it's just like, a fucking suit. What's your problem? It's yeah, just actually on the spaceship. It's that's why it's holographic room. You know? Oh my god, that's so. I fucking love that. Actually, like, <laughs> ridiculous. Code Miko is a lizard uh, person. Said it here first on World Build Us. We can we can totally bring in we can totally bring in VTubers now. I love yes. this. I yes. have you have no idea how much I love this. This is uh, <laughs> everything about the meme lords is now redeemed because we have VTubers. That's even better. <laughs> lizard people. <laughs> well, lizard people, I can take or leave. That's fine. That's that's either here or there. <sighs> Oh man. Okay, so let's. <laughs> uh, I was gonna give a different faction, but I'm just gonna steal VTubers from you. Do it. So that is that is now gonna be my faction that I want to talk about because God damn it, that's actually a really smart idea. Uh, what what is your faction, by the way? Um. So mine. I mean, it could tie into what you're talking about. Mine was all I wrote down was rogue memes. Um, have taken on a life of their own and want physical embodiment. But this kind of sounds like what that is. So I feel like I could just tag team and help you out. Well, well, actually, I, I kind of have a different idea about that one. These okay. are like, this is almost like um, you're, it, it's, it's not like the system that we have now where people through their social media influence gain power. Mm-hmm. This is more the opposite where this vague concept or thought or mimetic thought gains power and sentience 
it, it, oh, on it's, its own. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's more akin to like a rogue AI or even how we might perceive like old gods in a way. Right. Okay, uh, so that, I can hold on to that while you cover. Yeah. That. No. I, yeah, yeah. That, no. I I like that idea a lot. I like that because we because we can have both, right? Like, why not have both? This, mm-hmm. in my mind, this mimetic thought that's being praised and looked at as a god is the only pure way that humanity can be saved. Right. Have, so I was thinking they're the weapon. They're the weapons that the um, unplugged people ultimately have to use to fight yes. your lizard aliens. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. And now upon further inspection, we have VTubers versus me- mimetic thought, <laughs> which is dumb, but also really interesting. I'm kind of lizard this. aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want to make sure it's VTubers front and center. <laughs> VTubers backed by lizard aliens. Yes, yeah. We're yeah. there. Okay. So, but let's, let's kind of dig into that idea a little bit more. What did you have, what other ideas did you have surrounding this kind of, you know, this mimetic or this, this mimetic thought that's trying to gain a physical embodiment? What did you have in mind? My thinking goes back to kind of classic cyberpunk, like Neuromancer, where you had like Wintermute um, and yeah. what was its counterpart called? Wintermute and... Uh, wasn't it cyber? Was, wasn't it... Neuromancer, Neuromancer? And Neuromancer and Wintermute. Yeah, like, like, I'm, I'm like, it's named after, it's, it's a title, man. <laughs> yes, it's a fucking title. So like when, when you had those two AIs who they function uh, with a kind of a mysterious intent and really we knew they just wanted to get off the earth and explore the universe is really what they wanted at the end. But um, I can imagine that the these memes have given that they've taken on a life of their own, literally. Um they, I don't, I don't know whether they're they're interested in helping humans directly or saving the world, but maybe because they need um, they need those that created them to continue in order for them themselves to progress and to be able to um, transcend the world. Perhaps mm-hmm. that's why they they're in alliance with humanity in a sense. And these aliens, like they just want to co-op co-op that. So that would be a way that a reason for them to work together. Um, but I imagine they, they have an intention of their own. Like they're not necessarily beholden to humanity. That actually makes it, uh, again, I'm thinking of Neuromancer and specifically the ending where Wintermute or, or sorry, Neuromancer and Wintermute finally merge and they become yeah. this ascended being and then nothing happens. You know, like that's yeah, they just also leave. spoilers <laughs> for like a 40 year old book at this point. I apologize. Um, but I yeah like they ascend and they kind of just are mm-hmm. and I, I'm curious as to how many times this has already happened already you know or 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 maybe this this kind of rogue faction this anti-system faction is looking for one that will actually just stick around and actually help humanity in some way yeah maybe maybe like the uplift that could happen in, in this instance perhaps they bring a few people with them and then that helps them fight Uh, the aliens yeah so this is we're going to go shift into a different uh sci-fi book here and talk about uh childhood's end with by arthur c clark where eventually humanity is shepherded into the next life form which is like pure energy but humans still exist right so there's this one human who's like all right I'll go with you guys and you can kind of teach me, you know, some things that I, no other human is ever going to see because right. What other point is there? So I, I like that idea where you have a little bit of that in someone who ascends with that 
that mimetic thought and then is able to come back in some way with knowledge. But at that point, I would imagine that that person is like utterly changed. In, like in a Gandalf, a deep... the light. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, I was actually thinking more like uh, uh, like Gozer from the, the Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, or like, yeah. That's kind of where my brain went. You They're know? kind of like alien unto themselves, but like they yeah. have a fragment of that humanity. And so that's why they want to fight to um, exactly, exactly. To help humanity free themselves. And then you could, we could actually do Ghostbusters Gozer all over because you're choosing yeah. the form of your destroyer and they're fucking shape-shifting lizard yes. people. And then, then you end up with like crazy brands that are manifested. It's all, or it's like, it's like, okay, so it's Ghostbusters plus like Megazords because. <laughs> okay, the, wait the, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you see where yeah, we can do mascot are the okay yes. the things that are ascending are brands and mascots they're not yes. people oh my god fucking mickey mouse takes on a true form and yes <laughs> like a physical form or like yeah. a, a physical yeah. embodiment oh my god that totally works to fight the lizard vtubers this is the dumbest thing we've ever made daniel <laughs> it's and fantastic I love it. it's so hideous oh my god beautiful. it's so great oh <laughs> Fuck, oh man. my god so i'm so sad that chris had to miss this one I too know. this is like a really good episode okay. we can we can introduce his post-it notes i know he had a post-it note for a adrito chrome which i still yeah. don't fully understand okay that that that's we're gonna get into that later so <laughs> so i i will in fact read chris's uh note that he sent to us for his faction which is the Department of Pedophysics is a multinational organization that is researching the development for building and inflicting upon the world. Uh, this, th These are Chris's notes. I'm just going to read them <laughs> as they came. Is there an end to that sentence? <laughs> that I, That's a great question, Daniel. We're not here to critique <laughs> Chris's writing, though, okay? That's for the viewers to do. So they are looking at the world that's imposed above theirs beyond the metaphysical. In the way that metaphysics is detached from our reality, Pedophysics is detached from theirs. In the reference of D&D, it would be as if your characters interacting with their god is metaphysical, and then somehow your character is trying to influence yourself is then pedophysical. Oh, I they see. Know, yeah. They know that their world is not real. They know that none of this matters but to try... None of this matters but try to influence us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's he's saying if we were talking about the reference of rpgs it's like narratively reflexive so like i create a character who has some intention and then somehow in the playing of that character it influences me the creator of the character so i think this is like so we have the human we have humanity we have gods and then we have a step even above that which is like to understand that this is all a game or this is to to understand that this is all a simulation mm -hmm. That that's my understanding of Chris's notes here, or at least that we are crafting this fiction because that's what the next step would be. Like there right. is someone crafting the whole situation. So th maybe those. Oh, maybe that's what we can do: is that the people who ascend with those brands who ascend or gain kind of an avatar mm -hmm. state is they understand that they're actually just characters in a podcast that we're making up, and so they can reprogram. They can reprogram the world itself by changing the fiction, right? So we, so for example, if this were to get like super meta, then it would be something along the lines of like, okay, I'm, I'm now receiving word from 
you know, this brand, we need to <laughs> yes. change the, you know, like that's the level yeah, yeah. of like meta, like meta and pedophysical shit that we're getting into. We, we'd have a call-in guest who is Mickey Mouse, who has ascended, who then right, tells right. us like, we, we have to have this in the story, you know? <laughs> right. And if, and by the way, if we're, um, if we're completely misrepresenting your thoughts, Chris, then maybe you shouldn't have gotten sick in the fucking first place. All right. Maybe you should have thought about that first. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I, I actually really like that idea. It's it's kind of, everything's kind of coming together. Everything's kind of like cohe like there's some cohesion happening finally. And I really love that. Uh, let's get let's get rolling on to our events then. Uh Daniel, what did you have for your event? Um, this one I think will slot in pretty easily, but I could definitely use um your help. So I had this notion of like a dark day. So I was thinking to like all the times on the internet where um, you know some protests will happen and they'll decide like, we're going to black out the, the, this section of the internet by like not accessing something or by literally creating black screens in order to reduce energy consumption, various like coordinated efforts. So I'm thinking like a dark day event that happens in the setting where, um, and I don't know which faction would be behind it. Basically they make everything dark on the web. So memes can't function that way they can accomplish something behind the scenes really quickly during that one day. So it's, it's basically, it's a blackout, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's as if the internet, all of the internet was to Off. go down simultaneously. Yeah. And so now that this group, whoever it is, they got, they got limited time to accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish. And with the introduction of aliens, I think that'd be pretty neat. Right. So, but, but who's behind it? Is mm -hmm. it the aliens or is it the resistance? Let's start there. I, I feel like the natural inclination is to say the resistance, right? I think aliens could also be interesting, but they already have a lot of power. Like, and also if they turn off the, the internet for themselves, like that's something they need. And, and I also imagine that there, this event will lead to some backlash of, oh, we should disconnect more. Yeah. You know, something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's a combination of like, okay, maybe it's two things. So the on the ground, um, uh, buddy cop faction of of your barbarian um trump insurrectionist and stephen colbert they have to run and find <laughs> <laughs> they got to go find the cabin in the woods of the meme that's lords a, who that's are a rehab. real sentence that you actually just said that came out of your mouth <laughs> and makes sense within the context sense, of right? this so you got Stephen oh. Colbert and the barbarian from the from the trump insurrection they rush okay, to again. the cabin in the woods daniel i have to stop you <laughs> and remind you that it is a shaman not shaman. a barbarian. Yes, the shaman. Stop the giving shaman. barbarian. Stop giving barbarians a bad name. Okay. QAnon shaman and Stephen Colbert. They they get together. They rush to Cabin in the Woods where the meme lords in rehab are. Right, and during the blackout that they've caused or whoever has caused, and they're gonna have them help them get together to make a plan to assault the aliens at some critical juncture. You know, I I just realized that, um. We also can use the cabin yeah. as we can use that as a way to indoctrinate the people who are going there into the aliens, into the alien invasion, right? So, oh, man. So yeah. it's also a trap. Yes, I, I, I can imagine that. And it's obviously not everyone, but every now and again, they'll probably pick somebody up and be like, all right, you're working for us now. And then like completely and, and either kidnap and have them have a, a shapeshifter take their place 
or just like indoctrinate them in some kind of way. You know what I mean? Like right. you can go either way with it, but I think that's a great opportunity. Uh, so, so why do they have to black out the internet in order to do this mission? So maybe, cause obviously I imagine there's a lot of surveillance that the aliens use because they have the internet, like they have all all kinds of ways to find out what you're up to. And they're clearly monitoring the VTubers, the, the VTuber plants, oh you know, all God. the meme stuff that's going on. So maybe part of it is like, A, they need to be careful when they go to the cabin of the woods, because like you're saying, there are plants there that are trying to indoctrinate those meme lords on rehab. But, to, but B, they need to get certain meme lords out because those guys know the ins and outs of the system. And perhaps they will be able to help them get access to the AIs that we just created who can then help. Okay. Yeah. So this is basically like a tactical raid where they go in, they know who they've got to pick up and then they're out. Right. Yes, exactly. Okay. So this is in what way is this event significant or is this the genesis of the resistance? Maybe it's the genesis. Maybe it's their heisting these meme lords allows them to, um, then get a guy who can help get the AI out or, okay. or active. Yep. That that's, that's kind of what I was thinking and I'm totally yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Fantastic. <sighs> meme day. Yeah, meme liberation day. Yes. Yeah. Isn't there some, there's gotta be some phrase that people use first in the meme world of something ridiculous, like a D day of some sort. What do you, what, I don't, what do you mean? Like, like, you know how like, okay, like game, the GameStop craze thing has its own phrases now. Are there any phrases surrounding like a D-Day invasion that's internet culture phrase? I'm sure, I'm sure that there, there is one that exists, but let's not. <laughs> let's not allow it. <laughs> let's not, let's not manifest that in, into yes. the world as it is. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. All right. Um, so. What's your thingy? See, my event, I, I, I kind of tied all of mine into the into the invasion. That was supposed to be the event. Mm-hmm. And we really tied it all together and like expounded <laughs> upon it in better ways than I ever could. Um, so, you know what? Let's, let's say fuck it and skip my event because we've already talked a lot about that. And then what we can do is we can roll into some scenario creation. All okay. right. But before we get going with that, I did want to talk about the idea of how easy this world would be to translate into a game, right? Oh, yeah. there, there, There is a sense of, as a regular person, there is a sense of paranoia that you could play up where it's, it's almost in a sense like you're on an intoxicant all the time in this type of world. And there's a veil that you have to see beyond. That's one of the situations that I could easily see running a game where your regular people who are who are finally starting to see the reality of the world as it is you know if if we wanted to go back and really play into you know the conspiratorial thought that i had started with i think that this is a perfect entryway into examining something like that yeah but we're not here for that daniel we're here to <laughs> we're, we're here to figure yeah. out yes just let the, just do it through the dice. I was going to say, but now yeah. it's time to see what the dice tell us. And now it's time to see what kind of scenarios we're going to get with the dice. All right. So here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be rolling some dice to figure out what kind of genre this scenario is going to be in. And then we're going to create a plot hook based around that. 
based around a subject and a theme. So let's go ahead. The genre in this world is going to be a fantasy genre, which I'm already in love with. And then the subject is going to be an historical figure. Okay. And then the theme for all of this is going to be tragedy. So this, now we're going to be creating a fantasy facing plot hook with the theme of tragedy featuring a prominent historical figure. So oh, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and figure that out. Um, I can give you one part of it, I think. Um, sure. So I'm thinking back to, I never played this MMORPG. Um, I forget the name of it. It's, it wasn't EverQuest. It was some other, it might've been EverQuest. It was one where the server got shut down and um, they had this really big celebration at the end of it uh, because it'd been open for so many years. And someone wrote an essay about that and like how it all ended. And people were there at the end of that server um, kind of partying. So I'm wondering if maybe the fantasy aspect could be um, a fantasy game that's actually played in this setting. I um, love that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we have, uh, our, by the way, were you talking about Asheron's Call by yes, any chance? Yes, that is yeah. the one. You knew I it. thought so. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got a fantasy. We've got a, the, an historical figure and it's tragic. Mm -hmm. So let's think about this idea that maybe we've got a game designer of a fantasy MMO. In oh, this yeah, world, yeah. that'd actually be a big thing. He'd basically mm -hmm. be like Elon Musk plus. Yes. Right? Yeah. Or if we wanted to evoke the horrible player, Ready Player One. <laughs> a hideous book, right? <laughs> yeah. Whatever that guy. He could be that guy, right? I have That's no sympathy if any of you like the book because it is objectively terrible. But you may continue. You know what? I will vaguely defend that book <laughs> as not being trash. It is. How dare you? It is not bad. I mean, it's not great, but it's certainly not terrible. It's okay? trash. It's trash. No, no, no. If we were talking about Ready Player Two... Oh, that's, that's, that's mega trash. Yeah. See, <laughs> we're agreed there. There's different dimensions of trash. <laughs> exactly. And that's, yeah. that's where I wanted to draw the line totally. because there is the, there's like the bottom of the barrel and then yeah. there's the strata of the earth under which the barrel sits. <laughs> that was the <an> author saying, <laughs> yeah. you know what? They're going to publish this and pay me no matter what the fuck I write. So I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not even wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so let's turn that. Okay. So let's turn the closing down of this fantasy MMO server into a tragedy by featuring this important historical figure. How are we going to do that? So this designer, um, maybe he took his design a step too far. Like he got so connected to the world he created, he physically lives in it. Mm-hmm. And so alternatively, yeah, he could be the one who introduced the VTubers to the world. Oh man. So because of his trans, his able his ability to trans um, locate himself into the game, that technology yeah. was was co-opted. And then maybe the maybe the tragedy lies within he's made this brilliant thing only to have it co-opted by people. And so the tragedy is the downfall of his of of his empire by this other by the alien by the alien lizard people yes. 
Again, these are all words that are coming out just, of my mouth. I, mean, I just love when you're summarizing this. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. But but let's let's kind of go with that. He he creates this thing that's brilliant and beautiful, yep. and you know, there's this event surrounding it, and then uh-huh. it it's all taken away because it's misappropriated for this horrible technology yeah. instead. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the game though? What's the plot within the game that we can kind of create there? Um, if you were a, uh, uh, what do they call What's the people after millennials? Gen Z? Yeah. There's a word for Z. Zoomers? Zoomers? Zoomer. Yeah. If you're a Zoomer and you're going to have to answer, cause I'm, I'm from like generation A. So that's if not, you're no, that's at, you're you're not a Babylonian, Daniel. <laughs> I'm a Babylonian. So, so so if you're a Zoomer and you're playing a game like and it's an epic adventure, like what do you want out of it as a Zoomer? Like, are you looking for the possibility of a pension that doesn't exist anymore, or perhaps maybe you'd like to buy a house that just can't happen because our market's so fucked? Maybe you're looking for an economy that isn't crashing every fifteen mm, minutes. That's actually not a bad idea. And then we can, and then the game aspect of it, like the plot hook aspect of it is you're all playing characters within this MMO uh-huh. and maybe they're, maybe you're all guildmates with yeah. the creator and you're supposed to uncover the conspiracy behind his downfall. Oh, so like the post after this event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, maybe that maybe the world that they played in the fantasy world they played in prior to that was kind of utopian. Like maybe it was like, you, what's the farming game that everybody loves? There's there's many. Uh, you're talking um, about Stardew Animal, Valley, Animal something. Uh, your Animal Crossing is not a farming game. Oh, but well, that, that, everyone loves that one because it's kind of yeah. it's kind of tranquil, right? So maybe that their world yeah. was like that. It was a very simple. Everything's great here, and then this event happens. Like you're saying. Yeah. Well, actually, I like the idea that. This like the historical figure, this this Elon Musk figure, right? He mm. goes, he creates this technology. It's a great success, and then he goes missing, and something happens to him, and there's a tragic downfall, and the server shuts down. And so now it's the job of the guildmates to figure yeah. out what happened to him. That's oh, I that's love that. Scenario I would totally be into that. Like it's a game yeah. too. Like oh, or even absolutely. as a as a story, would be fun because it's all the perspectives of the guildmates, and like maybe there's like yeah. a principal character, and so all the it's the, the investigating the conspiracy. Not only that, but there's also the breaking of or or the separation between fiction and reality that MMOs tend to have, where right. oh, you're meeting your guildmates for the first time in real life, and wow, they're not what you expected. You know that type of thing. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that we're ready to move on to our next plot hook scenario. So let's see what the dice say this time, Daniel. So the genre that we're working with is going to be romance, of course. And then the subject is going to be a place. And the theme that we're working with with this romantic place is going to be metamorphosis. So my brain immediately is on fire with what we're kind of talking about here. Um, I so have this metamorphosis. Go ahead. Yeah, I I kind of have this idea where be, because not everything. Let's not make everything about this world miserable and terrible and alien and conspiratorial, right? Uh, I mean, part of it. I mean, obviously that's kind of the main hook, but let's talk about this idea that there is a place where people can go to and they can fall in love. And how does that work? 
And how does it fit into this idea of metamorphosis? Is it a matter of, I want to, is it a matter of becoming your avatar? Is it a matter of like physically or emotionally or spiritually transforming yourself? I'm, I'm reminded when you say that of um, the dark black mirror episode um, where the one romance episode that was actually like the one positive black mirror episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, San Junipero is what you're thinking. Yes. And there were some transformations in that too, right? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you uh, again. That's that's when we're going between the physical state and uh-huh. the the computer state or the electronic state. Yeah, I'm getting those vibes is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can. Well, why don't we do that? I mean, now that we've introduced this kind of AI driven or like this kind of you can change what you look like type thing. Is there a place where you can go and get something installed where you can walk around as a VTuber in real life? Yeah, I think that would be, because that's part of the technology too that the designer invented. Absolutely. So let's figure out how we can work that into a romance plot or or how we can kind of make it romantic in some way. Do you, no, you want to, we want a romance. Um, we don't necessarily need a romance that's tragic. So we just did the, the tragic thing. So we want one Right, no, the theme positive. here is metamorphosis. Yeah. The theme metamorphosis. is metamorphosis. Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. What if, because the, the easy out is to think about this place that outfits people with the VTuber technology, right? Mm-hmm. The easy thing to do is to think about someone who falls in love one when they've transformed or when they've right. able to create who they are. Why don't we focus instead on the designers, the people who are actually outfitting the people oh. with the technology? I think focusing on a romantic aspect between the designers might actually be more interesting overall. And then maybe they're also laboring in conditions that are not pleasant, you know, like mm-hmm. for like some big corp that does the work here and it's very drudgery. It's drudgery. So the design, the relationship between the designers would be interesting because they're the only life of the place. Yes. Also, I like the idea that there is a veneer of a boutique to it, mm-hmm. you know? So on the, on the facade, there is like, oh yeah, like we're high end, we're outfitting you with the best technology. But then yeah. once they get in the back, it's like, we're breaking down. We're really, you know, like yeah. struggling here. They're working really, they believe in it, but they're also like beholden to whatever corporate apparatus is part of the system that finances the whole situation. Yeah. And, and maybe, Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Here's where we might be able to get into it. Maybe they start to realize that there's a better way and maybe they're starting to realize that what they're doing is potentially harmful. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe they just didn't cover the conspiracy entirely and yeah. recognize that, oh, we're turning people into lizard or we're, we're allowing these lizard people to, be, to exist. <laughs> they're realizing the conspiracy over time. Yes, and so there, the, the romantic aspect is, of course, these two people decide to run away together yeah. and try and expose the conspiracy. That's where the kind of game starts. Is know? that part of the d- disappearance of the designer? I, I, I don't think it needs to be. No. Okay. It's just two. But, these are a couple who have, they're going to try and do their best and they leave the company, but they're still, they still have access keys to the, to the game. And so they're going to try to do their best, but it's about them escaping together, like uh, Mulder and Scully, basically. Right. The greatest um, romance ever written. 
I thought it was Mulder and the Greys. That's that's what the uh... <laughs> Mulder and the Greys. He he does yeah. he does care about them. Deep. Oh yeah, more more than Scully in the early seasons. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. All right. So I, I can see that. That's but, like my but, favorite kind of romance. Yeah, one where it's like they 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 are brought together through circumstance and also mm-hmm. through exterior you know, pressure. You know. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. How do we how do we turn it into a hook though? Like, oh, is okay. is it a matter um, of each of, each of the people are kind of well? Well, you can't force a romance though. That's the thing. No. But maybe um, have. Okay, maybe maybe okay. So I'm thinking like monster, not a monster. Well, like a Monster Hearts or any of the the indie RPGs that focus on narrative first, like play, right? So maybe mm-hmm. the setup is kind of like it's it's like a dorm of these designers. And so there's lots of, if it was an RPG, like there's a lots of play, all the players, um, they have not a sorority or fraternity, but like they're in that kind of like dormish setup where there's the opportunity for a lot of relationships to develop because they have to work so intensely together in the small space. Like so that. maybe the, yeah, the story is about like their emotional states dealing with the exterior pressure of the company and their, their fans who play the game. And Absolutely. then it starts to bleed in the conspiracy. So now the stakes get risen and you have the relationship intensify. And then, and then of course, like there's, there, there's basically three outcomes. One is where you run away together and your love kind of allows you to escape. Yeah. And the others are less good than that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like, okay, can your love endure under the, the the fist of the company or, you know, like, can you, uh, some people are into that, man. I mean, yeah, I'm not so those kind actually. of things. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Buffy, but with our, our VR RPG stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. Uh, I feel like that's it. I feel like that's yeah. that's a good place to stop. I can see that. Uh, so, Dylan, thank you for your patience as we wrapped up the, uh, <laughs> the Land of a Thousand Frauds and thank everyone for their patience for dealing with us as we kind of deal with some scheduling issues. Uh, starting next week, it's going to be a lot more consistent again. Don't worry about that. And remember that if you want to send in your own world and have us build it with you, you can email us at worldbuildwithus at gmail.com. Or if you prefer, you can always go ahead and shoot us a DM over at Let's World Build on twitter.com. And if you want to just come hang out with us in, you know, hang out in our discord, we're there pretty much all the time. You can do so by hanging out on our discord with a link in the description. And if you're feeling particularly generous, you can always send us money through Patreon and take advantage of all those sweet, sweet patron offers link for the Patreon also in the description. And that'll do it for this week's world build with us. Remember that we love you very much. We're going to get through this together. Thank you.